episode of Beyond the Front Door is brought to you by Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming. With over 75 years of combined experience in real estate, it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com. I'm just recording, so I just want to make fun. Now. <laughs> That'll be our teaser. <laughs> okay, you ready? We're ready. Yep. Okay, welcome. You're listening to Beyond the Front Door podcast with Lindy and Rhea, and we bring you real estate stories that inspire you, make you laugh, cry, cringe. Come on in. We put the real in real estate. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today, and I get the opportunity to introduce our guest, which is my son, Joshua Parsons. Uh, you have uh, hopefully already heard by now my uh, our other son, Jaden Parsons, that uh, was on this podcast. They were originally going to be here together, but as it turns out, they are working men and schedules didn't align, and so now we are... Uh, doing them individually and so we're looking forward to having you tell us your story so welcome oh well yes welcome great to be here <laughs> yeah is this your first podcast that, that's actually somewhat popular yeah anything I've done but you've done friend, other things me and my buddies have tried making podcasts oh nice we don't exactly do the follow-up script okay so well, and you do a lot of, um, That's cool. he's done a lot of theater production and, uh, video creation with various, the, the production company up in Gillette, Matt, Maddie, was that his name yep, or who? Maylee Productions. Maylee Productions. Yep. And so you definitely have some experience with performing. A little bit. Yeah. Just, just a little. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um. Uh, one of the things that, of course, um, that you and your brother have in common that um, we wanted to talk about was the fact that it's college admission season at the moment, and you have a dorm experience, and your brother's was a little different because his was in a townhouse dorm. Oh, no, I was with, I was in the real thing. Yeah, you were in the Me real too. thing. It's That's quite right. different than that. Yes, Lindy actually went to the University of Wyoming as well, so she knows... How those, small those, those storms are, so small. like half the size of this room, I feel like. And so anyway, if you just want to share with us the process of moving into the dorm and kind of how that went for you. I very much enjoyed <clears throat> the the process of moving down because like you have all of the different fraternities that are just being so kind. <laughs> helping you move in. Helping you move in for... <laughs> Unknown reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I ended up uh, getting really invested in to uh, a set of, set of guys that brought me into college down there. But while moving into the dorms, it was, it was still its own experience of having a roommate and sharing just that, that little bit of space and just finding any way to make it work with one another. And you didn't, you weren't rooming with anybody you knew. You no. had a stranger, mm -hmm. right? So did I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how did that? Do you remember who it was? Yeah, do you remember his first name? Marty. 
Marty. Okay. Marty and, Hernandez. Yeah. And I do remember, because we were talking about this the last time, that it seems like they ask you some questions to see if your lifestyle Yeah, did they ask you things, like do a little survey to see if you're compatible with the person or... Honest, is this a newer thing? Because they didn't do that when I was. I, I don't do think. That. I do think they ask questions like if you stayed up late at night, or if you were an early riser, or they things did, like that. I, there were questions on all that. I'm thinking about, it. and it was just personality questions, so that way you can somewhat uh, pair with your roommate, and you're not mm-hmm. just getting a complete bi- a bipolar mm-hmm. person or by bi- opposite. <laughs> yes, yeah. opposite person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So then, um, how was it, I guess, um, what was your experience like living, you know, living with somebody that you didn't know in such a small space? Like, how did that work out? It wasn't honestly too bad. Um, I did become friends with Marty. Uh, we didn't talk as much, but like, we respected each other's boundaries of like, kind of like the line in the room, whose mm-hmm. was whose. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still kind of helped each other out with, with whatever we needed. Um, okay. If he had some food in his fridge, instead of me running all the way to Walmart or to the gas station, he'd just be like, "Here, here's some milk or butter or whatever." Oh, nice. Um, but it it was a really good experience. I probably better experience with the one time meeting a random roommate compared to future yeah. events. Sure. <laughs> what was to come? <laughs> yeah. It's it was probably the least. Uh, drama filled, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like, since we didn't really try to talk to each other. Yeah, it was just pretty benign. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. I wonder if that's why sometimes they do recommend you you room with someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you know someone, you have too many personal things, and you, and you don't realize you're going to take things more personal mm-hmm. or step on toes that yeah. you don't realize you're actually. Yeah, you don't know. Realizing. You can set boundaries a little easier with mm-hmm. people you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So when you left college, I think you moved back home for just a little bit. Also, real quick before anyone yeah. gets into it, don't fully partake into the fraternity right away. <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Enjoy your, your your studies because you it get into detract. party mode. You, yeah. you get into party mode, you don't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's really good advice. Yeah, because they are kind of like a built-in friend group, which is very appealing, especially if you don't know anybody at school. Then a sorority or a fraternity is that built-in friend group, but it does come with some distractions. It does come with distractions, and if you know how to deal with it, then mm-hmm. more power to you. Mm-hmm. I just was finding out I didn't like school as much, but I still liked to party. <laughs> so You're not the only one, I don't think. <laughs> School is a lot of fun in college, but you got to know when to pull yourself back. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good advice. So when you moved back and you decided to um, move in with a, I, I don't know if he was really a friend at the time or more of an acquaintance. One uh, was an acquaintance, one was a friend. And they both ended up becoming friends, but we just, I wanted to move on from uh, living with them it was my buddy Aaron and my buddy Tyler right that's right um moved in with him and with Aaron into his trailer mm-hmm. and we we all got along I would say moderately fine we still tried to keep our own things going I just started a new oil field so I was never there mm-hmm. and so whenever I came back I 
was just too tired to mm-hmm. to try to talk to anyone and I, I was just like whatever you, you maybe guys. weren't the best roommate is that what you're kind of saying like you weren't socially available is what I mean like no, hanging I, out I was still hanging out I just you know uh, we weren't disagreeing on anything like it was, it was still like anytime even when I came back from oil folks Tyler was in coal mining mm-hmm. and Aaron was building houses that's right. So, I mean, we all did our our own part. So we were all just kind of blown at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of relaxed and hung out. And that's honestly probably a better way to do it compared to... What happened after? What happens after, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then the next step is you moved in with somebody that was a little bit more of an acquaintance that you thought you kind of knew... I moved in with you guys. That's I right. I moved in with you guys He first. knew you. <laughs> yeah, he knew us. <laughs> he thought he knew us. <laughs> he thought he knew. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I forgot. God. My parents are <laughs> like <right>. this. <laughs> I think it all sounds well and good to try to live with your parents, but I do think some distance from between when you first are 18 and you graduate from high school and you move out to sort of build that autonomy and independence sort of away from your parents and then if there's some comfort level and some clear expectations of rules and boundaries, I think a person can, can move back. But it just depends on the relationship and the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so. I, so I remember moving in with you guys because um, mm-hmm. that was at the time I was coming back. Uh, I, when I moved in with you guys, I started doing preschool. Right. When you became a preschool working, teacher. Yeah, I did yeah. preschool teaching. And then did that for probably mm-hmm. six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out uh, and got myself trapped in a little situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's. It was that, tough. That was very tough. That uh, all ended up going by with still wasn't planning on living with anyone. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that obtained the lease and got himself his own place. And then a friend acquaintance sort of hooked onto that yeah yeah and you didn't add him to the lease oh i so i wasn't a part I, of any of it so oh this was, i thought you were on the initial lease uh no yeah, you so were, i was i was you were you so were the, the you were the, the one what who got happened it. was uh the dude i was hanging out with because i'm not gonna say his name yeah um he was dating a girl and they were initially supposed to get a trailer together they ended up breaking up and he was still, like, there was still a deal to go through, and I was already, like, like, I wouldn't have mind if I moved out, but I, it just wasn't on my radar at the moment. He asked me if I wanted to move in with him, but I needed to use my credit to get into it. And, and I, I didn't mm, learn okay. that, that I, I guess I didn't learn that trick the, the first time. Yeah, he learned oh. the lesson the hard way on that one. And I, I don't think his story it would be a rare one. Mm-mm. I'm certain that there are people out there that um, would take advantage, potentially, of somebody else um, to have a living situation happen for them. And unfortunately, in your case, it ended up ending badly because you two weren't really meant to be hanging out together. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's unfortunate because it wasn't, like it was exactly terrible um that living experience him and i did get along very well 
but he he ended up getting into a new relationship mm-hmm. and then once that like that new relationship started everything that we had been doing just came to a halt mm-hmm. and then I don't know what happened if things just start going way more downhill more rapidly but eventually it just got to a point where he wasn't paying rent and mm-hmm. uh, I was the one suffering through all all of that so I just was like alright <laughs> I lose let's, 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 let's just get out of here and I the point that I want to make for any listener that is a young person that sees that that's like in a lease or they are with a friend in a lease that you are on the hook to pay your portion of the lease, but that doesn't mean you have to stay living there. You can move out, right? And um, and in his case, he moved out about halfway through the lease. He was still on the hook to pay the rest of it, which he did, um, but the situation just wasn't good anymore. And so that, that acquaintance ended up staying in the place, but Josh moved out. Yeah, so noting to anyone, listen, yeah. <laughs> don't move in with a friend. <laughs> yes. That was James' message. That is the most. (laughs) It it really is. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's it. The idea sounds great, but there's a big terminology I learned after that whole thing happens. You don't move in with friends because it'll destroy your friendship. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. We've all had a a share of that. That. (laughs) Little piece of that pie. So then you. I think you moved back again for a little bit i did yes yep and then you moved into an apartment that you've been in for a while now four years four years yep he's one of their longer oh nice clients residents. yep yep residents so you've been on your own enjoying the apartment life all by yourself you know by yourself it's <laughs> <laughs> been way way more stress-free than yes i'd rather have that that mentality of I'm screwing myself over if I don't pay my rent mm-hmm. compared to I paid up my end I don't have the money to pay up your end mm-hmm. and now you are screwing me and then you just get into a very a bad very bad situation yeah mm-hmm. yep. so I'd rather just do it to myself and so at least I'd know I'm more at peace that I did it to myself than mm-hmm letting it happen again Mm -hmm. so um one of the i guess things that we've been talking about when you're in your late teens and into your early 20s there is sort of navigating this business of what do i want to do with my life where do i want to live how do i you know what what does that look like if i you know live with roommates or if i am trying to buy my own place or i'm renting or whatever the situation is and Jaden's story of course was similar uh to yours uh, but his next step, and he talked a, a bit about as well about moving kind of around a little bit, which gets frustrating, right? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, but that is kind of part of the process when you're young mm-hmm. is figuring out what you want to do. And I do think there's an element of like if you've you know kind of grown up in the same one or two homes throughout your childhood, and then you get into your eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, and now you're Moving, moving all over months. the place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to live here. I'm going to live here. I'm yeah. going to live over there. And then eventually you get tired of moving your stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so do the dads. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. People say, don't call me if you're moving. <laughs> I wonder how many dads out there are thinking that exact same uh, thing right now. <laughs> um, there's a few. 
<laughs> get the movers out. <laughs> but the difference is now you've been in a place for four years and you are in a, a period of transition again because you're going to kind of, you're deciding to take a leap of some kind. Yeah, and it's funny. It's just, it's going to be a leap of some kind for, for, for sure. sure. That, that's a very accurate <laughs> statement because yeah. there's no pinpoint on where that leap is going to go. Um, but, I would say I have to have more faith in it, but I've been happy the four years I was by myself. Uh, I got to enjoy a lot of my own things, but then now I'm going to obviously have to... Uh, it's time for growth. It's time for growth, mm -hmm. and rent's getting a little expensive now, so I should be getting out and saving my money so that way I can make an even further leap. Mm -hmm. So you have to make a sacrifice to make a jump, which is really sometimes can be hard to do, huh? Yes. Yeah. And everybody that's come on the podcast so far has talked about when they make a leap about some type of sacrifice mm -hmm. that they have to make. I mean, we even hear of business owners that sell their home and like literally live in their commercial space to make a dream come true. And I can't imagine like giving up a dream home to then build a dream business or give up the stability of being on your own for four years to then go on to the next phase of growing and doing something you want to do with your life. It's always uncomfortable. Yeah, actually, that reminds me of like a story of uh, the Reynolds. Uh, Jill had just gotten her dream house built all on that land yep. um, that they were mm -hmm. living on. And Jason ended up having a job change or the... The big job ended up switching. Different it was states. right when um, Anna Darko. Yeah, when Anna Darko was leaving Gillette and um, or pulling operations out of Gillette, correct? And they were down in Colorado, and so yeah, so they had to go Move ahead all the way down to Midland, Texas. Yep. And for how much a lot of people don't like Midland, that was probably one of the best things for that family. Mm -hmm. uh, they got a really beautiful home. Mm -hmm. And my best friend got some amazing he, opportunities. He got more amazing opportunities that he was that he was getting here. He was a kid that was struggling. Uh, Just didn't know what he wanted to do with he himself. Didn't, yeah, didn't know what mm -hmm. he wanted to do with himself. He was rebellious. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't care about anything. He moved to Midland, and they had the ROTC program, and he was already wanting to be in the Marines, and so that was like a great jump for him to go there and. He ended up finding his wife there and they, they just like they all won I think, mm -hmm. that, but they had to give up they had to give up that dream house and land for a better opportunity and you know if you think about it even to the house we had in Gillette the blue house that was my dream house and um we sold that to move here and I cried <laughs> a lot that final week you know I remember sitting in the hot tub on that beautiful deck that we had just put in and looking up at the house and going oh no yeah why can't I pick this up and take it with me so you're so you've so tell us you have given notice to your apartment I have yes yep. my 60 day notice yep but the the real leap of faith here is that he knows he wants to do something different but doesn't know what yet. So he has just taken the first step in giving notice to the apartment complex. We, our family has had a lot of discussion about investing in real estate and, um, 
and investment properties. And it's taken us a little time to shift our thoughts because I know for a long time you wanted to buy a house with a garage so that you had a shop. Oh, no, this is still It's still the dream. <laughs> it's it's still part of the plan. plan. Okay. That's, and that's just way down the line. I don't know where the line is. That it, that yep. What that step that, that is. But yeah. So what we're hoping for is at some point when you buy your first property, you're going to buy like an investment property or, or a twin home that maybe has a garage where you can live in one side with a garage, but maybe rent out the other side with its own garage and yeah. start and have your dream of the home with the garage, but also maybe you know building some generational wealth and buying an investment property well if i get into the uh, investment property if like a fourplex like Jaden or mm-hmm. uh, or a twoplex a, yeah or... twoplex or something it'll be definitely good to jump out into the world of that type of mm-hmm. um income mm-hmm. i have no promises on anything so i i've just going a thousand miles an hour and just hoping right now that I take the right step. Yes. But even if it takes that wrong step again, then lesson learned. You'll learn. <laughs> are you thinking you want to buy something in Gillette or where are you? God, no. Do you live in Gillette? I, I do live in Gillette. Okay. So you're looking elsewhere though. Yes. Okay. Yep. So he's looking at about three different options. One is to move here to Cheyenne which would include moving back in with mom and dad, which is, you know, after several years of independence is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I managed to do it for 18 years. Yeah. So I, can, <laughs> I should be okay yeah. if it comes back. Yeah. We're maybe not terrible people to live with. Oh. No. <laughs> um, the second option is maybe to move to Rapid City because you have a potential business opportunity there. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm, I'm really kind of hoping that that, that's what comes together. That does come together. And then the third is that you have a cousin moving to South Carolina, and you would potentially move out there just for the opportunity to do something different. Well, and I think with that, it, three and one kind of go together, because it'll probably be where I live with you guys. Sure. Give myself a little more financially And then stable. one of the others. Mm-hmm. And then move to South Carolina or other possible destinations I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm already going to be saving my money to move to South Carolina, why not just go where I actually really want to go? Mm-hmm. Which is, is that Miami? Florida. <laughs> not Miami. No. That's well, we probably, did just get back from Florida, and yeah, he's as I yeah. Probably can't tell. Uh, but Miami's beautiful. Yes, um, like how I was telling you guys down there, it feels like it's just an old, old city. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem updated. So I'm. I would probably be looking forward to going to like Tampa or in in between somewhere that's not exactly popular mm-hmm. so that way I can afford afford to live there mm-hmm. and actually see what people in Florida do and mm-hmm. not what the crazies do in the cities <laughs> so I think one of the messages I guess I'm hoping to put out there today is that we hear a lot of people in their 20s saying that they could just never afford to buy a house Right, because the price of homes is a lot higher, and it is higher. I mean, it's it's a lot to rent, and it's a lot to purchase, and you know, it's a big decision to make. And sometimes that does mean living with your parents or your grandparents to kind of give you that leg up, and deciding that a year of your life to do something like that is worth it, as opposed to you know, struggle maybe 
taking three to five years to save money to make that purchase or to make that leap that a year of no no rent living with you know family can really how much that can set you ahead and i think with that probably be like six months in the bank of pure dollar amounts to set into an investment property or mm-hmm. even into a house if mm-hmm. i have to just move into my own house i'm still gonna be okay with it yeah uh yeah it's still somewhere start somewhere um sometimes buyers get like caught up in that has to be this what they envisioned in this property that is going to be perfect and sometimes i'm like yeah but you should have picked one you need to pick one because i have one person right now i mean this has been ongoing for a year mm-hmm. and i guarantee he would say he wished he picked something a year ago yeah okay, i'll stop with the phone yeah but you know what i mean yeah um, Grant is deaf now. Sorry, Grant. One in each year. He's now. like twice. <laughs> well, we've had a clock drop off the wall, and now we had the yeah, phone drop right a couple times. Here. He's like, <laughs> um, sorry, your new employer. When you can't hear, <laughs> they have to get you hearing aids already. Well, what's that? <laughs> well, I knew you were gonna do that joke. <laughs> so, what? so yeah. Sometimes you just have yep. to get into something because you will just get behind. I mean, mm-hmm. so like, even if it's a little house buy that and then hopefully in two years you can sell it and put the money into a a duplex or you know you'll get there yeah yeah I think the important thing is just to take the step Mm -hmm. just take the first step and what you're doing even though you don't know where you're going you're just walking in faith and we in our family we talk a lot about that in order to sort of make the universe start to coalesce around what you want. You have to take the first step. You have Mm -hmm. to behave as though your dream is going to happen. You have to just be like, this is what I want. I'm just going to act like this is what's going to happen. I'm going to give in the note. I'm going to put the notice in on my apartment. I'm going to start packing. I don't know where I'm going yet, but this is what we're doing. And the seems, it does seem to happen. We're just, things just end up working out as soon mm-hmm. as you're actually doing it. Yeah. If you don't do it, then it just does never happen. That's right. Sure. That's right. Because you get comfortable and, you know, well, like... guys, looks like I'm going to pack my bags to go to Florida. And just <laughs> He's like, well, I've made best. a decision. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So, so the funny thing is we had um, the, the people we were just uh, interviewing for the podcast before you, um, Buck, was, we asked him you know, if he could buy property anywhere in the world, where would it be? And he said, he'd like to live on a boat. And I said, well, that's very ironic you're saying so that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would do the same thing there, Buck. <laughs> that's what we said. We heard it. We're like, that sounds awesome, awesome. actually. Yeah. And I was telling him about the, the yachts that we saw there in Miami and how. Oh, I would do it. I, <laughs> I know you would. Get me a little jet ski I can get me from my home to the, to yeah. the shore. Yes. Yeah. And then get in my car and go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be something? You drive to the pier. Hop on your jet ski. Yep. Hop on over to the boat. God, yeah. You were cool. maybe you're maybe a fish that lives in Wyoming and well, I'm a Pisces. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even think Looking about for it. bigger waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bigger water. I'm flopping around here in the mm-hmm. dry lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you should do it. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think that's the the main uh, the main message for today is that you just have to make the leap, make the jump, and not sit still. You know, you if you sit still for too long, then nothing's going to well, happen. Well, then you do really start feeling like stuck, like mm-hmm. you can't. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
where you just got to stay in one place. And just like you said with um, Jill and your friend Sean, you know, they bought, you know, they had built their dream house and then they decided to move to Midland, Texas. And I'm sure that was an incredibly hard move. I mean, they were on family land, yeah. right? And made the move and it ended up being the best thing for them. And so while, you know, your hometown is always your hometown and you can always go back there for safety. I don't know, Sean yeah. has come back here like once or twice yeah. <laughs> in the matter of 10 years. Because he's just built, he's taken advantage of the opportunities. And, he has and he mm-hmm. hates Gillette. <laughs> sure. So, so you I know, I probably won't be coming back to Gillette once I leave. Or, yeah. Like, it'll probably be just for Christmases or something. Sure. Because you're ready for something else. Uh, I'm ready for something else. Yeah. So, one of the questions that we ask our um, guests is what your favorite thing is about Cheyenne. Now, you don't spend a lot of time here, so I guess I would pose the question to you. What is your favorite thing, actually, about Gillette or about Cheyenne or about Wyoming? What's your favorite thing? What is something you like about these places? I don't... I'm not going to say anything about Gillette. Okay. Okay. You grew up there. I grew up there. Okay. Gillette is a great town to have a family in. Yes. To grow a family. It's a great little town for it. They really care about youth there, for sure. Kiddos are definitely taken care of a lot more. That was one of the reasons why Wyoming is the highest paid teaching states. Mm-hmm. We care a lot about our children here, but and everything else. If you try to advance anywhere else in that life, unless you you know you really want to be a bartender, you're really <laughs> going to be successful. Yeah. I, that's honestly like. Well, Wyoming really likes its restaurants, and I think it's partially because. You know, there isn't always a lot of things to do. We're rural communities and rural towns. And so we meet up at the Walmart or at a restaurant and we see our social network and we see our friends and the people we know. And so restaurants are kind of a big thing in Wyoming, for sure. So do you have any thoughts about Cheyenne? It's bigger than Gillette. Yeah. Um, Right there on the border of Colorado. So you can... Any of you guys can just hop on over to mm-hmm. watch a Rockies game or yeah, some anytime you want. Anytime mm-hmm. you feel like I, there's nothing really around me besides uh, the Rapid City Marshals. Yeah, Rapid City. And the Rapid or... City Rush. Yep. So you want to talk about that for a quick minute? You are a mascot. Oh yeah, I'm Bullock, the mascot for the Rapid City Marshals. Oh nice. Which is an arena That's football cool. team. Yep. yep. So we just. Uh, this year, we just got put into the AFL. The AFL just got re- renewed as a league in itself. The American Football League? Is that what that stands for? Arena Football League. Arena, Arena Football, Football League. League. Okay. okay. They, we, uh, Arena Football League hasn't been around, I don't know, since like 2010, mm-hmm. 2007 oh, okay. to 2010. Okay. I have it wrong. I apologize. Um, And then, I don't know whatever happened with the AFL, but... With the AFL, but it's now making a comeback, and now there's a lot of teams that are jumping in, and I just saw that Orlando's got a team coming on, so <laughs> hey, who knows? This that sounds to me like Florida is really calling <laughs> He's name. like, what's their mascot? <laughs> so what kind of stuff do you do as a mascot? What do you, what's your, oh. what is your, what are you? So I am a sheriff, practically. Okay. Um, I'm a marshal. Okay. So... I 
take a lot I do take a lot of inspiration from uh, my years of mascotting because mm-hmm. um, I was the Wyoming Cowboys mascot okay and I was yep he was Pistol Pete Pistol Pete down here yeah so that was a lot of fun I, I I see that as a blessing in itself because I learned the ways of a cowboy as a mascot and so I'm going to try to influence that into uh bullock so that yeah. way that way he's uh more up to date with what he does because throughout the last last year he was Not just a guy much. that walked around and gave kids high fives so since i've now taken over this position i've already got like two or three other teams that want me to be their mascot <laughs> that's awesome maybe the orlando you do will. definitely have to have the personality and the yeah. The, the energy, the energy, and yeah, yeah, the theater stuff and the acting. And yes, and he definitely. Yeah, you can't just that. walk around and high five people. That's boring. We want like personality. We want like dancing and. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah. want you. The one of the, the big things that when I, I was Pax the Pronghorn for the Gillette College, and I got this started into this. I watched Benny the Bull a lot yeah. for the Chicago for, Bulls. Yeah, for the Bulls. Yeah. And the big thing he does is he has a. Probably a four foot long bag of popcorn. Yes, and he, and he just dumps it on it over the people. Crowd. Yeah, and so yeah, I had gotten permission. I was asking around if I, if, like, if maintenance would be okay cleaning that, and they were more than willing to clean up all of the popcorn I was throwing around just because it. It brought in more people. It brought yeah. in more excitement to the games. It makes it like more of like a family atmosphere too, because then it's fun for everyone. Yeah. yeah, it's fun for kids. It's fun for adults. Mm-hmm. I think people don't always know that the mascot is part of the cheer squad. Yep. So that's not something I knew initially. And what's kind of nice about when a mascot is when there's a cheer squad involved is there's there's um there's sort of a team effort mm-hmm. a in what you're doing yeah so that you're not by yourself because that's one of the you, you are know. by yourself yeah um and the cheerleaders are by themselves but yeah you do set up and organize a lot of events together mm-hmm. and you make make the dream work yeah mm-hmm. uh, you want to do cool dances you get you learn from the cheerleaders and you dance with the cheerleaders and you Yes. You're, you're trying. Everyone's already focused on the cheerleaders for obvious reasons. <laughs> so you want to, you, you're going to try to amp them up. What are you going to do to amp them up? You got to match the level that they're on. Mm-hmm. And that level that you're on, everyone's wanting to just look at you because now you're the center of attention. You bring that intensity and you have to do it right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it ain't going to work. Yep. So is this a part time job or full time? Like what? It, it's it's like full time and part time okay. uh, during the season. Right? During the season, it's okay. full time. I mean, yeah, for for the bigger sports teams like professionals, that's their job. Yeah, that's a full. And that's what, full is that game. what you sometime someday would like to do? Yeah, would that be awesome. That would be that would be, be Benny the action. Bull. Yeah, he'd love that. For you sure. could be um, I, I, Rocky. Go Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. Whoever I don't know any Billy fanatic. I, yeah, I'm like I love them all. They're, yeah. They all bring such a level, and it's so much more in the off season because you got to try to keep your fans with the come back to the games. Yeah. And I mean, not a lot of people see a lot of mascot videos pop around. Maybe you'll get like a compilation, but like when you're there, you feel connected to the mascot in a way, and 
in the off season that's that's your main that's your selling point like you bring him everywhere with you because he's going to be kids are going to be the ones that want to come watch those events too mm -hmm. right so you're trying to lock on to the kids yeah you lock on to the kids mm -hmm. probably locking on to the parents also mm -hmm. and then you got locked on tickets and i will say that definitely my kids go and get the mascot i mean we have benny the bull we have plushies of all these animals yes. when you go to the game they want the mascot and yeah. josh not only has all the theater and acting experience but he's so good with kids that's why he was a preschool teacher one of and one of the things he did at the preschool when he was there is for saint patty's day he would dress up as a leprechaun and go yeah. around to the classrooms and they just loved him for that and so he mm -hmm. definitely has the acting personality but also that's really good with kids you know what the kids want you know what's going to make it fun and so heck i fun. think i was even i was uh for pbs i did a uh, this giant cat that all the kids knew about i had never known who the cat was <laughs> sure. oh what is the cat with the black is it a, the, the cat black the hat? hat no the no, um that would be cool though he has like a red sweater. Ears. He had like a red sweater. He's super big. I don't um, remember. I but... think he was all the way brown. Yeah. I don't know. But that, as soon as the kids saw him, they lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> He's real. <laughs> it I know, it's so cute. From and all the hugs. All, all the, the hugs. hugs. Yep. I, can't, I can't tell you. You got like, you know, probably 300 kids mm -hmm. sitting and each each of them wants to give you a hug and it's each mm -hmm. big hugs it's like the best thing ever mm -hmm. yeah i just like really genuinely think it's cool yeah they, yeah. they, they, they they're they're seeing their like their idol mm -hmm. and i think that's where i maybe caught on to it i don't know if i saw that sometime when i was younger but it's you make you make them believe it's there and yeah. you, you you I don't know in each of the hugs you feel that like that energy of like that believing energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah like, and they'll remember it later they'll be like remember yeah. when I got to meet the yeah. Pistol Pete or the yeah I should have we asked you this see, early we meet Pistol Pete almost every time we go we yeah have to go track him down, down. <laughs> like yeah well I am feeling bad because I feel like we should have talked more about you and your personal interests to start off with so i apologize we kind of launched right into dorms and apartments and but i think it's great because you're taking your time and you're not you know um if there's any florida teams looking for a mascot we got him right here yeah and any we... teams i will i will, will live team up florida but currently uh or any teams anywhere you could still maybe there would be another place you never yeah. know somewhere warm yeah but right now, you're a mascot for the Rapid City Marshals in Rapid City, South Dakota. And so if you are interested, in, you should go to one of their games. I yeah. think they start in, is it April? April or May. They, yeah. I, I think it's in April that we yeah. start getting into our games. We just started selling season tickets. Yep. So feel That's free the to... preseason in April? Does, does Arena have preseason games? No, it I starts I, in April. It's, arena football, is all, all of this is new to me. And when Gillette had their uh, football league, it was like the CFL. And that was just such a garbage production, how all of that was set up. Mm -hmm. That I don't know if how if what actually is a preseason or when 
games would have generally started. Um, well, it sounds like owners are still kind of trying to sort out what it's like to start a team and sort of the time investment and the money investment and everything. Well, you got yeah. to have a good head coach, too. Yep. And the Rapid City Marshals, I'm proud to say, of course, um, the owners recently took over a couple of years ago, which is my sister-in-law, Rebecca Chapman, and then her brother, Wes Johnson, um, together on that team over in Rapid City and have really turned it around and are completely invested in Rapid City and are doing everything they can to make it a great experience, which includes bringing you on as their mascot. Yeah, even just from last year to this year, they they were already like, it's night and day. Yeah. We we want to bring you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> Talk about a jump story. The Rapid City Marshals, Becca and Wes, taking the leap on that team and everything they've been doing and, and then of yours of becoming involved. It's a great it's a great story. We'll have to have them on sometime. So That'd be great. I'll yeah. Talk to Becca about yeah. that. Yeah. So you have you, – You may already know the answer to this we question. We may. You may have already answered it. <laughs> this is the last question I ask all of our guests. If you could purchase property anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I mean, a lot of people, Florida would be an answer. <clears throat> but I, I honestly think I'd have to go – I don't know who it was that you were telling me about. Um, a dude that wants to – one of your oh, realtors the, that wants to do rapid. Oh, an Airbnb about oh, Josh Ayers talking yes. about he has the he has an Airbnb in Rapid. Yep. yep, and he was talking about that the market is booming there. Yeah, yeah. The, the market is really booming, and that, that would be really if that could set me up to go anywhere I would would, would want because mm-hmm. it is such a booming town, and they're not relying on the energy industry to mm-hmm. keep them afloat. They for sure. they, lived however long without mm-hmm. the energy industry not saying that we haven't had our collaborations of the energy but like rapid city has a different thing going on rapid city mm-hmm. has a different thing going on i think it'd be smarter to get property there because you always know you're going to be making uh whether it's uh, a smaller income than if you were in florida but then you might have longer wait times in florida Maybe not. I mean, obviously, there's always rich people that they're always just wanting to throw their money. But <laughs> I just think in helping an average everyday person, and it's making me a lot of money, mm-hmm. would be in rapid. Because mm-hmm. that, that really does sound like the smartest decision. Yeah, that's a... Well, I like the way that you're thinking, that yeah. you're looking at purchasing property that's going to keep you income producing. So, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And for any of our listeners, uh, Lindy and I are real estate agents. So if you're looking to buy or sell here in Cheyenne or in Wyoming or really anywhere in the country, we can help uh, either help you locally or make a referral to a good realtor in a different state. So you can find us on www.sellcheyenne.com and, of course, on all of the social media channels. And, of course, you can follow us uh, the Beyond the Front Door podcast at uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, and, of course, on all the social media channels. So, uh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Thank yep. you.
This episode of Beyond the Front Door is brought to you by Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming. With over 75 years of combined experience in real estate, it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com.